Hey guys, I'm here in Athens, Greece. Just flew in yesterday, super jet lag. Been sleeping all day, finally got out of the Airbnb and trying to make the most of it before I take the ferry over to Eos, another Greek island, but hoping to do some sightseeing in Athens and make some good videos. What I want to talk about today is the concept of doing a full value add where you go in and renovate every unit and essentially stabilize the asset or when you buy something untouched, which is really rare these days, and really just prove out the concept. And proving out the concept could be doing anything from a 5% renovation, so doing 5% of the interiors, 10%, 20%, even half of them. So, so the questions here are, if that is your plan and you're going to actually sell the property as a value add, as your exit strategy, right? And why would you want to do that? Well, it's quite simple. The, the reasons why you'd want to do that is you are able to sell at a lower cap rate, right? Instead of selling at the market stabilized cap rate, you're actually able to sell at a compressed cap rate because of the upside or meat on the bone that you're leaving on the property. And that's, that's huge because you didn't actually have to take the time, capital, and risk to go and fully implement that upside. You're leaving it there for the new buyer and the buyer is essentially paying it all up front for you. Now that's a current market dynamic that doesn't always exist. You know, many years ago, there was a time where actually value add traded at a higher cap rate than stabilized properties because there was an inherent risk with a value-add property. Those days are long gone. Right now we've got obviously the, the opposite. People are paying fair price for that future upside. But like I said, the market is so competitive that you know you really are getting paid fully almost for the risk that you are not taking. So that's a very compelling reason why you would want to do some a partial rehab, prove out the concept, and then sell for a lower cap rate. You know, like I said earlier, these deals aren't everywhere. You know, most properties have been value added multiple times at this point, and it's extremely rare to find a truly untouched value add property. When you do have those opportunities, that's when you can really take advantage of this and essentially what you see, operators go in, they'll renovate the exterior, take care of all the deferred maintenance so that it's a very clean property and prove out the concept Do let's say 20% of the interiors fully renovated and now they'll get that higher premium and they'll show future buyers that look, here's the renovation scope and here's the rent premium. It makes the easiest deal in the world to underwrite for the next buyer and so they can get comfortable, they can get confident, and they can go and bid that lower cap rate or that higher price for the asset. The other reason why that this is good uh, is you essentially can implement your business plan much faster, right? You can turn your capital quicker. Theoretically, if you came in there and only renovated 20% of the units, you would be able to sell in 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, and uh, really juice up and maximize your IRRs. Now, one quick topic here I want to cover is what percentage is the optimal percentage to prove out the plan. So I would say too little, like let's say 5%, is more speculative, not quite compelling enough, and it doesn't really fully prove it out. I would say 5% is too few. Sometimes you see 5% on a sale. When I see that, not always the case, but it could be that the seller just over-improved those handful of units, the 5% of units. He or she had them on the market for a, a while to actually achieve those rent premiums. So those aren't actually reflective of market rents at that renovation level, right? Because pretty much any deal, you can go in there, upgrade the flooring, stainless steel appliances, and add backsplash and all that good stuff. And if you let that unit sit on the market long enough, you'll find someone to rent it out at a premium but that doesn't mean it's reflective of the true market rate and the clearing rent for that unit, for that property. So that's why I say 5% is too little. Now, on the other hand, 
40%, 50% plus, I would argue is too much, right? You're starting to get diminishing returns associated with the time, effort, money that you're taking to implement your business plan when you could have already sold and you would have already gotten paid essentially for what you are doing via the cap recompression. So if you know for a fact you're going to be flipping in and out and you're going to be selling, right? You don't need to make the renovations. You don't need to raise the rents yourself and capture the increase in cash flow because you're not going to be benefiting from the cash flow for long. It's all about the capital appreciation that you're creating as far as your business plan goes. So I, I've mentioned that 20% number a few times. I would say 20% is that sweet spot. You've proven it out. You're able to, you know, 20% uh, is substantial enough of units where buyers are going to trust and believe it. Obviously they're going to do the comps and, and their homework, but that is a compelling enough number of units to, to prove it out. So now let's take this topic to the spreadsheet and let's talk about underwriting. So you might say, oh, well, this, you know, partial reno and then flip to value add is a very compelling strategy. And I agree with you. So maybe there's a chance that if you approach deals this way and you underwrite them this way, uh, you'll be able to actually pencil in higher returns and therefore be able to underwrite better and, and have an easier time buying deals. Surprisingly, that's actually not the case. When you compare the underwriting side by side, and let's say you were to do a three-year hold and 20% of the renovations, which is conservative. Obviously, you'd be able to sell much quicker than three years if you were just coming in, handling the exterior, proving out the upside and getting out. But I, I don't advise underwriting a hold period any shorter than three years because obviously you're just juicing your IRR and, and maybe that's the issue of this conversation is you can't conservatively reflect this business plan in a three-year hold period and really get the benefits of it because the benefit is that compressed timeline. But what I've seen is even if you do the three-year flip and you underwrite a compressed exit cap rate, right? So if let's say the market cap rate is, or the exit cap rate that you could underwrite or should underwrite is five and a quarter, you, know, you might be able to do actually as low as four and a half to reflect the value add that you're leaving on the property, just depending on what your deal looks like and the future upside. That 75 basis point cap rate compression can do a really big impact on your underwriting. But what I've seen from when, when we A-B tested this is that it actually, the deal still looks better if you underwrite the three-year hold and do a full renovation, or renovate all the units, and then project an, a higher exit cap rate. While I think in practice, the partial reno to flip to value add is a superior business strategy because you're taking less risk and often achieving higher returns in the underwriting i think it's still better to, to underwrite a full renovation and there's two main reasons why number one the partial renovation flip to value add is more of a speculative more of a market play right you're betting that the market will still be there and pay those compressed cap rates at the time you sell. That's obviously more speculative than saying, I'm buying this property based on its cash flow. That's more of an inherent value that the property has, right? It's a uh, like true value rather than subjective fleeting market value. That's number one, why I think underwriting the more conservative full renovation is superior, right? Firstly, it's more conservative that you, you know, your business plan makes sense if you have to do all the work yourself and hold for the cash flow, right? We always need to live and die by cash flow. And if the deal doesn't make sense on the cash flow alone, then you don't want to take the risk of the market play. Number two reason is similar, which is, let's say you do want to do the 20% value add, but let's say there's a recession or you don't get the price you want and you end up holding it. Well, now you aren't capitalized to actually complete the renovation, right? You're undercapitalized and that's a big problem. So it's good to actually underwrite the full renovation, have all that capital ready, budgeted for, and if you only if you do 20%, you get an attractive BOV and you can flip, 
well then fantastic. And if not, got the capital, the business plan's already been in place and you're ready to go out implement that full plan to stabilize the asset and then either refinance if you're on a bridge loan or a floating rate facility uh, and continue to hold and enjoy the cash flow. That's my take on this topic. We're talking about partial renovation and selling at a compressed cap rate versus the going through a traditional full value add to stabilize property and going deeper than that and actually analyzing the underwriting implications of both business plans and like I said before, the strategy, which I believe is a very compelling strategy, but is not actually a, a key to underwrite more aggressively or successfully. Thanks for watching.